So uh, let me uh, let me uh, share a little domestic uh, turbulence in my household lately. Oh, what's here? What's that? What's, what's by late, trouble in mar- marital paradise? Huh? And by lately, I mean like the last year or so, and mm-hmm. I'm just now starting to get the feeling from my wife that it's uh, definitely uh, an issue that I need to address. It's an issue. Is it the masturbation? Uh, no, um, there's designated rooms in the house for that. Okay. okay. The uh, masturbation station. The master the, mastur- the masturbatory. Yes. The masturbatory. But um, similar to masturbation, sleeping. Sleeping. I'm a big fan. It's a lot like masturbation. I like it. And uh, I can I can do it pretty much anywhere, but I'm a bad snorer, I came to find out. Really? I've been recorded by her. She's like, you need to do something about this. Wow. We've tried everything, Adam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tried these little plastic uh, tubes that you stick in your nose. Ooh, that sounds uncomfortable. Uh, and it's supposed to open up your passageways to to breathe better. They help, but they weren't they weren't the, uh, the, little, the little, silver bullet. Little tubes to open up your passageways, huh? Yeah, yeah. That sounds fun. <laughs> Go ahead. So uh, I, I'm, I'm scouring the internet for some other alternative to address this issue. Right, right. So I don't have to go to the doctor and get one of those like sleep apnea machines. Which Nobody is, wants that. It's going to happen eventually. So I find this thing called Sleep Easy's. It's just spelled easy. Easy. And then a bunch of like tiny Z's after. They, so they just they abbreviate the spelling of easy. Like we, we want to spell easy, but we want it to be easier. Let's just have it easy. And um, I should have known that the red flag in this situation was the fact that Amazon did not have any pictures of the actual product. What did they show? I think it was just the white case that it comes in. It comes in one of these little, uh, these little mouth guard plastic case looking things. Right. It's like it's like I put my fake teeth in one of those. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm familiar. And I open it up, uh-huh. and I realize this is uh, this is interesting. Okay, let's see it. It looks like a. Um, it looks like someone created a uh, a run of of dildos for people that are into micro penises. What are and people into those? I don't. Uh, apparently not. I, they remarketed it um, for as a snore aid. And wait, uh, wait, wait. So you're telling? Wait, wait, wait. Before you, open, I don't know if that's true. That's my theory. So they, they remarketed micro penis dildos as a sleep snoring aid that's my theory all right because um take a look at this thing what the fuck do you do with that what does it look like to you it looks like a it looks like a tiny penis head dildo with wings yes it looks like marvin the martian's little cousin <laughs> you put it in your mouth yeah so this is what you do see this opening here at the end yeah you stick your tongue in there what and then you just choke on the little dick all night you just <laughs> Now. <laughs> I'm gonna put this in for Adam's corner. Well, yeah, you probably uh, should. <laughs> I definitely have a gag reflex. That's terrible. And it's really painful to take off because your the your tongue gets like all Sex, trapped into the suctions of the I, the innards of it. Of course, you're not gonna snore on this thing because how can anyone sleep with this? How in their are you mouth? supposed to? Yeah, how is that supposed to help? So I gave it a shot. It looks like a tiny flying nun cock. <laughs> What the shit? I don't know what that means. Um, it lasted. I, I had it in for about sixty seconds. I'm like, I'm not gonna be eighteen bucks. You haven't 18 slept bucks. with it? No. I'm just saying, Bobby. That what you just showed me. It looks like a. It was created for some type of like bondage cunnilingus. It's people that are into rubber. Yeah. But they're like, let's let's do a full tongue. Yeah, full tongue sheath. 
It's like a sheath. It's a tongue it's sheath. It's a sheath for your tongue. Yeah, that's weird, Bobby. It's a weird one. I, you know what I think might have happened? Um, you know, there's a lot of products that get sold from foreign countries. Where was that made? Made in what? I would I would guess uh, Taiwan or uh, and or China. I think it's a, like a... It, 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 it must be like lost in translation. I think sleep easy in like... Mandarin is like micro penis mouth dildo, <laughs> and they just sell it. And people, like, that's just sleep easy. That's how you say micro penis mouth dildo in fucking Mandarin. Perhaps. And they just got on the market, and people are like, "This helps sleep. You don't snore. You got a tiny cock in your mouth. You never sleep again." Nineteen nineties Demon Wind tonight. Demon Wind, and we have interesting things to say about that. A fun classic demon romp. But before all that, <laughs> let's uh, let's let's hear what's been going on in the world around us. Um, and I tell you what, there's a there's a lot of things that I see happening in the news. A lot of things I see happening on the TV. And you know what? I just don't care. I really don't pay attention to any mm-hmm. of it. And I and I'm more interested in like. What's new on Netflix, you know? What's new on Netflix? I don't know. There's stuff new on Netflix. I got a I got an email from Netflix. And like sometimes like there's news articles that I get. And if I get an email from like Yahoo News, I never read it. But if I get an email from Netflix that says, Hey, this is what's new on Netflix. Let's be honest, does anyone read Yahoo News? I don't know, do they? It I exists. I mean, I don't does if anybody... it's like a list of regional hamburgers, I'll be like, all right, I'll check that out. Who even uses Yahoo? Like who uses old people as their internet browser as their yeah. main thing? Yeah, because like I'll log in if like I log into a computer like a new computer or something, and at first it immediately goes to Yahoo. Like I'm like, oh, oh god, like, what year is it? Yeah, like, give me some Google. We gotta get it out of the way. Let's hear it. I've seen three wide release horror sci fi movies in the last couple of weeks, amongst others. But there's three we need to talk about. Let's hear it. First being Hereditary. Oh fuck. And then Jurassic World. Ugh. Fallen Kingdom. Uh, and then the other evening, I watched the new Strangers movie, The Strangers Pray at Night, I think. The Strangers? Yeah. There's, there's a, a sequel? Yeah. Was it any good? We'll get there. All right. Take your pick. Which one? Do you, lightning round. Which one do you want first? So uh, I don't want to hear about Hereditary. I'll tell you why, because I want to watch it. And when I watch it, I want to talk about it on here. And I know how you are, Bobby. Once you talk about a movie, we're done talking about that movie. All right, we'll it's, shelf that one, but make sure you see it by next episode. All right, it's not fair. I liked uh, it. Let's hear about uh, let's hear about Jurassic Park. Let me sum up Jurassic World for you in one sentence, and this should give you a good idea. Horseshit. Well, that's a word, mm. compound word, mind you. But it could be a sentence. Um, draw your own conclusions. That's the word. That's the sentence. No, no, the no. Sentence? Oh, that's the preface. Oh, okay, okay, okay. A dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Breaks the fourth wall. Oh, fuck. Are you serious? Like, it goes all Deadpool? It goes all fucking Kurt Russell in Death Proof? I mean, it's not that exaggerated, but it's still a dinosaur. Does it wink at this camera? Does it wink at the screen? Uh, Is it a wink? You gotta... Oh, I don't gotta see that. It's a wink and a smirk. Oh, no. Oh, no. God damn it, man. Look, I'll tell you what. I... I saw the preview for that, the first preview, where it's like, they're blowing up fucking island. I was like, oh, who gives a shit? And then I saw the second preview, 
where it's like there's dinosaurs in suburbia crawling in kids' rooms. I was like, oh, fuck you, Jurassic Park. Fuck you. It's different. It's not good, but it's uh, different. They've, they've certainly not charted these waters yet. Oh, hey, hey, let me guess. Did they set up a fucking third one? You mean a sixth one? Uh... Uh, yes, and that's one of the only redeeming things about it is that's redeeming. Yeah, let's just hear me out. All right. Well, I'm not going to spoil it, but by the end of this movie, which is not a good film, the setup for the next one seems pretty interesting. Now, no, what we did do is we saw it in the theater. Uh Me and my buddy went and saw it. We were like, let's do this the most general public way we can possibly do it. Right. 3D show afternoon matinee at one of the like mall theaters. Not a cool hip theater where you can buy like Manhattans and shit. On a weekend? Yeah, on like a on like a at like one thirty on a Saturday. Oh, you're getting all the dregs of society there. Yeah, yeah. Um and, and it it definitely I haven't put myself through that in a while. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> let's do the bucket list. Like there was um a kid asking his mom what was happening. Check. There was a guy in there like yelling like, Oh snap and shit Check. like that. And uh and then lastly, which is one of my favorite things, there was a confused old man that seemed to slowly be slipping into senility mm-hmm. starting at the beginning of this movie and then by the end of it. And and he was giving his own commentary. Check. Um, which was awesome. By yeah, the way. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it enhanced you, the experience. Were you close um, to him? Even during the previews, he was just like, it, it was like that animated Spider-Man movie that's coming out. Oh, yeah, out. that looks good. Yeah, all right. Um, and he goes, there's like a scene where there's people with, there's multiple people with Spider-Man masks on. And he's just like, oh, they got lots of Spider-Man now. I was like, oh boy. Spider-Man. This guy. I don't think, I don't think he knew it was in 3D. Oh, he did. Cause he goes, oh, like the, the preview started that were in 3D and he goes, oh, I guess I got to put my glasses on. And was, was he like, there alone? I was like, I want to go to the VFW with you. Was he there alone? Was he told? Was no, he was with his wife. Oh, that okay. was like had a foot in the grave. Right, right, right. Oh, she's right. a very sweet lady. And she's he's just talking, and she's like, oh, she was sleeping. Oh, Bernie's just always talking. Uh, we hope she was sleeping. Well, yeah, she had he, a blanket. Literally, she brought a blanket. Well, fuck yeah, old people do that, man. Yeah, it gets cold in the movie theater. I want to get to the point where you just bring blankets places. Yeah, man. I mean, hey, dude, you can start early. I took my kid to the movies the other day. Saw this. Uh, Saw this fucking movie I'll never want to see again, Bobby. You want to hear what it's called? Yes. Solo. Okay, all right. So I went with my son, and it was so cold in there. And it's like, okay, we're in Texas. We're in South fucking Texas. It's 100 degrees outside. Did right? it feel like Hoth? A little bit. A little bit. So, uh, so it's fucking hot as balls outside. So me and my kid are wearing shorts and, and flip-flops. I'm probably wearing swim trunks because all I wear is swim trunks these days. So, uh, yeah. so It's a sure sign of a successful human being. Dude, it's great. When I go out and there's going to be like, you know, when I go out on the town, I'll put pants on sometimes. Oh, good. You know? Sometimes. Sometimes. So anyways, we're in the theater and it's so fucking cold in this theater. Like at one point, my son, like... He's six. He crawled up inside my shirt. Like, his legs were inside my shirt because he was so cold. I was like, fuck. I was like, God, we should have brought a blanket. But, uh, but so when we were done with Solo, let me tell you my, my one-minute take on Solo. Less than a minute, Bobby. I asked my son after that movie, hey, hey, buddy, what was your favorite part of the movie? And he said, I don't have one. That shows that that movie sucked. Yes, your son's the be-all, end-all on uh, film criticism. Dude, I'm telling you, if my kid didn't even enjoy it... Hey, like, I liked it. If my kid didn't even enjoy the horse shit, fucking hackneyed, goddamn wannabe nostalgia shit that fucking Lucasfilm is selling us right now, force-feeding down our goddamn Kathleen assholes, uh, then if he didn't even like it, 
It ain't worth it. Hey, man, to take a phrase from your uh, dictionary. Yeah. It's it's all Star Wars, man. It's just all Star Wars. <laughs> it is all Star Wars. Um, I like that Wars. film, um, and it was another prime example of going into something with zero to low expectations and uh, being pleasantly surprised. You know what might have happened, Bobby, is you hyped me up on the shit. Yeah, definitely. Before yeah. I saw it, you told me how great it was. That's that's probably true. And I went in there, I was like, this will be good, and then it was not good. Adam, that was my plan the whole time. Don't be... <laughs> Don't be ruining my fucking Star Wars. Talk. Hear that clapping? That means I'm done talking about Star Wars. Now. Can we talk about Kurt Russell? Strangers, Pray at Night. Okay. Let me ask you this. Did you like the first Strangers? Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I did too. I, I thought it was it much. solid. What What did you like about yes. the original Strangers? It was just fucked up, man. I mean, the, the, the whole premise, you know, like you're at home and you're just chilling, minding your own business. And these creepy motherfuckers just show up with masks and they're there to kill you. And there's no real rhyme or reason to it. That's what I love, is the, the, the lack of rhyme or reason for their motives. Like, they just show up and you're going to fucking die. And it's a good, it's a good, scary, claustrophobic, you're stuck. And in that one, I think it was pretty effective because it was fairly, there was a, a fairly slow build and then it got really tense, they right? They got real tense. Um, uh, the Strangers, High Tension, which is a great movie. The Strangers Pray at Night. Um, it, think of the strangers, mm -hmm. uh, add two kids. So it's a family. Okay. And then there's like no tension. They just go to a trailer, like, a they're like moving to a mobile home or something. Mm -hmm. And then people just show up and start trying to kill them. Like that's the movie. They're in a mobile home. Yeah, it's not very good. It's harder to keep people out of a mobile home. It's very easy to break into a mobile home. Trust me. Well, I mean, it, it, it expands beyond, um, like it, it 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 expands into the trailer park itself, but oh thank God yeah right. Um, but let's do the strangers, but this time let's put it in a trailer park right. And that's what I was gonna say is like, what else can you do with the strangers? The same fucking movie again. Yeah, and they didn't want to do that. Well, I've been impressed with the Purge. They've grown on that. They've really expanded the Purge, the Purge has a lot of. I think the Purge has a lot of room to they to play with of, that world. But the strangers is literally just like people are at your door trying right, to kill you. Right. Roll, and is then it, it, ends. Uh, it is it is it is it supposed to be the same killers from the first one or just no? I don't I don't even it know. I was just like so yeah. checked out after about forty minutes. Like you know what movie I like that's a good home invasion tension movie, one of the fucking best most depraved movies. What about Bob? I love that one. Goddamn, the uh, it's it's a good one. It's a remake. Funny Games. Oh god. Funny Games is so. Fucking good. How could you not like that movie, Bobby? No. How? Why? It's not good. No, it's too it's too hardcore for you, bro. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, too that's fucking, exactly. No, what no, it no. Is. Like I think that really it's fucking brutal and it's disturbing. It's yeah. fucking downright disturbing. But Adam, okay, like I've watched a lot of it disturbing shit. Okay. And it's fine. I'm like, it doesn't get me off, say something schlocky and full of fun gore. But it's not like it upset me in that sense. Just like just because something's disturbing or fucked up does not automatically make it a good film you seem to think so though i mean there's movies that are made i'm sure just for the fact of being disturbing and fucked up and i'm sure there are some that are not good for instance Funny games is a genuinely badass fucked up movie man the beautician and the beast oh sweet jesus not a good film yeah disturbing <laughs> why because of fran drescher yeah man in funny games, what are you doing? Okay, explain to me, Bobby. 
Give me a fucking solid reasoning on why it was not a good movie. I can't do that. Okay. You know why? Why? Because I watched it uh, like over a decade ago, okay. and I never watched it again. I've I've removed it from my uh, hard drive. What did that to you? It freaked you out, didn't it? What about a Serbian film, Bobby? You want to watch a Serbian film? Absolutely not. See, that's okay. You know, you tell me that I like more, uh, what did you say? I like less horror. No, you just think if something's fucked up, it's automatically good. That's your whole thing. Not necessarily. Yeah. Come on. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves. Did you ever see Irreversible? Yeah. Of course. What did you think of that? It's good. I like Irreversible. The one where the chick gets raped in the in the alleyway for like seven minutes. I mean, yes, it's fucked up, but it's still a good movie. It's a fucking great movie. It's fine. So, what did you not like about Funny Games? It, I, I couldn't tell you because like it was I, so long ago. All I remember be like, this movie is just like we need to watch it again, Bobby. When you saw mm. it ten years ago, how old are you now? I'm thirty three. You were twenty three. You were stupid when you were twenty three. No offense. No, 20, I agree. Twenty three year olds are pretty stupid. We should watch this movie again. I want to watch Funny Games for the podcast. Okay. Well, that's your pick. So anyway, I'm so... Go and veto it. We get one veto a month, remember? <laughs> what you're telling me is The Strangers We Pray at Night is not worth watching. I mean, it's not, like, offensively bad. It's but not it's a like, good addition nah. to the trailer park horror genre. Right. It's, it's definitely bottom of that list, and there is some shit in there. Yeah, man. So what um, do we got? What do we got? What do we got coming up? This is actually a perfect time. Perfect timing. To move into one of our segments that involves sound effects. <laughs> My favorite thing on this show is the sound effects. Oh, Adam, I think it's that sound that signals that time of the show. It's that time. Wait, what time is it? <sighs> it's time for hashtag ask not for everyone. Ask not for everyone. Now, this one comes from our dear friend and listener. One of the only people I've that listens to this show that I've actually met in person. Uh-huh. He was on the Road Games episode. Oh, yeah. He's the guy that liked that fucking movie. A little cameo there. It's a great movie. Um, no, our friend not. Austin. Austin! This is mostly for you. For me. Aimed at me. Let's hear it. But I have my own thoughts. I'm excited. Adam claims to hate Stuart Gordon. Fuck that guy. And it's true. He's had several stinkers. I like how he kind of... You know, he, he admits it. It's a uh, it's an argument tactic. It's a given. Give him a little. Give him a little. Take a lot. I get it. I know how it works. I'm a salesman. But he's also made Reanimator, From Beyond, Castle mm, Freak, mm. King of the Ants, yeah, uh. um, which are indisputably great. I wouldn't say indisputably. Robot Jocks and Fortress are campy classics. Hmm. Even if they aren't good movies. Right, right. So the question is, how many good movies does it take before you consider a director to be a good director? You know, that's an interesting question. That's a tough question. And it, uh, it, I think it goes beyond how many good movies you make. Does it go from beyond how many good oh, movies you make? fuck, for fuck's sake. Like, look, 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 look. Wait, let's take this a piece at a time. What? Just be honest. Uh -huh. What's your beef with Stuart Gordon? Because it doesn't make any sense. Okay, okay. I'll fucking lay it out to you. Okay, I'll lay it out to you in very, very simple terms. Anybody at home can fucking understand. I'm a huge, massive, tremendous fan of H.P. Lovecraft and his works. And in the time that I've been into H.P. Lovecraft, since I was in my teens, I've always wanted to see movies based on H.P. Lovecraft's works. And the only real movies that are made about H.P. Lovecraft and his works are fucking Stuart Gordon. And those movies are shit. 
Fucking Dagon. You love From Beyond. That movie is horseshit. From Beyond is one of my. It's fucking awful. Top five eighties horse. Oh, and then you know what? Okay, look, look, look. Reanimator is pretty good. It's pretty good. Oh, it's I like Reanimator. Oh, but it's not like. Oh my god, re- I mean, I get people like it, but I really don't get why people like it so fucking much. Why don't you take the blinders off with the whole H.P. Lovecraft thing? Okay. And just watch some Stuart Gordon. Yeah, yeah, and, and, How about and, I watch, convi- watch Dolls? I knew that was we coming. We watched fucking I Dolls. I'd set my watch to that Oh, one. that fucking movie. God damn you, Bobby. Um, okay. So we know why you don't like Stuart Gordon, because yeah. you're an H.P. Lovecraft purist. And he, you know you what? you talk to I women sh- about this? I should like certain ones. I should like him. Because he's actually making H.P. Lovecraft fucking films. But I don't like them because they fucking suck. Now, All right. His favorite, my favorite movie is King of the Ants. King of the Ants is amazing. This question brings to mind one particular director, and I think you're going to know the answer and where I'm going with okay, this one. Let's hear it. Two great films, two of my favorite films of all time. Okay. A couple okay ones, and then the rest uh, pretty much. Joel Schumacher. You got it. Joel fucking Schumacher. That's correct. So, Falling Down mm-hmm. and The Lost Boys are oh, like yeah, yeah. indisputably. Absolutely. Absolutely. So fucking good. The Lost Boys like made my childhood. Falling Down made like, my, my fucking teenage years. I would not be the person I am today without Joel Schumacher. Yeah, and let's yeah. not forget Flatliners. Right. Oh, yeah. Flatliners is good. Good yeah, good bronze medal there. I don't know how well Flatliners would hang up. Hold I, up. It's good. Is it good still? Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it long. Um, a Time to Kill is a fine courtroom drama. It's not sure. something cheery enough to watch on a regular basis. It's a fairly well-made film. But then we have, obviously... The fucking Batman. Batman movies. Forever. Ugh. And Batman and Robin. <laughs> Batman Forever, in which I actually really liked when I was a kid. Uh, and then a couple of years ago, I was homesick. I was like, I'm going to watch Batman and Robin. And then I watched it. I was like, this is fucking terrible. I was dumb. You were wrong. You were young. You were young, Bobby. Batman Forever had a great soundtrack. It had Seal. It had Method Man. It had U2 before they were terrible. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. It had a lot of good stuff. Smashing Pumpkins. That was uh, Batman and Robin. Was it? Yeah. Oh, well, fuck me running. Yeah, you know what? Okay, okay, okay. So here's the thing. Same thing. With fucking Stuart Gordon. I will say, Joel Schumacher's made a few excellent movies, mm-hmm. but in all, fuck you, Joel Schumacher. Okay. Fuck, and you know why? It's the same. Dude, dude, now that I really think about this, it's the same fucking reason. But your animosity towards Joel Schumacher is not as much as it is towards Stuart Gordon. We why? just never, we, we, we never talk about Joel Schumacher. If we started talking about Joel Schumacher. No, I'm saying, like, right, based on what we're saying right now. No, they're in the same level of fuck you-ness. Really? But you know why? Because Batman, fucking with my Batman is like fucking with my Cthulhu. See, Don't you, fucking do it. You can't get that invested in comic books. Fuck you, It's Bobby. such a f- open form. People can do whatever they want with it. They're making that Spider-Man movie I was just talking about. Like, it's just so like, it's just such a, uh, a sandbox. Look, Bobby. It, don't get so invested with comics. That's, I'm, you're gonna I've be, been way more into comics hap- than you. You'll, I know. That's the than, problem. Than anybody. You'd be a happier person if you didn't put all your uh, eggs into the DC Marvel basket. Hey, listen, man. Marvel doesn't let me down. Marvel keeps delivering. Oh, really? Marvel doesn't let you down? In the movies. Never? In the movies. Currently. Mm. Currently. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's some bad... Spider-Man 3. That's a pretty pretty solid flick. Oh, no. No, my favorite is The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Electro and... uh, I blame Sony for that. That was terrible. It was fucking terrible. Exactly. It's not Marvel. Okay, so here's another director I'm going to throw your way to feed into this question from Austin. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, see, and then here's the twist, Bobby. M. Night Shyamalan, like, he started off like hotcakes. I saw The Sixth Sense in the theater, 
and I was very impressed. When that happened, the twist, the twist in that movie, I was like, God damn, that was well done. And then after that, Unbreakable, fucking loved it. After that was what? What do you do after that? Uh, I think Signs was after that one, oh, or The Village. Signs, Signs is when it started going downhill for me. I was like, f- I, saw the si- I, saw the, I saw the sign, and it opened up my eyes. I was like, fuck you, guy. No, dude, I didn't like Signs. And, like, oh, you want to know why? Like, aliens invade this planet, and what's the one thing that hurts them? Water. You go to a planet that's 30% covered in, 70% covered in water, and you don't wear a suit that will keep water off of you? Come on, fucking aliens, it's stupid. Well, you bring that up. It's not that it was even about the aliens, and it was one of those kind of things, like like contact. It was about, uh, like, the human condition and shit, which uh, is fine, but I want to see some aliens if it's about aliens and crop circles and shit. Right. So signs sucked. I didn't uh, like signs. Uh, the village, I love the village. Village is a mediocre episode of the Twilight Zone. Yeah, it was a decent episode of the Twilight Zone. And then Lady in the Water fucking hated it. And then the happening. Oh, dude, the happening's like the most rewatchable M Night Shyamalan movie of all time. Really? Yeah, because it's so fucking crazy and weird uh, and unintentionally hilarious. M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Yes, but but like Unbreakable's great. Six Sense is fine. I mean, I've just seen Six Sense is like the free bird of horror movies. It's right. just like I've seen this so many. T- I don't care if I ever hear this or see this again. You got uh, you got oversold on all the hype. It, it is too much for you. But I'm with you. I didn't I didn't like Signs. The Village is okay. Lady and the then water. we get like Lady the Water, Last Airbender. The last fucking Airbender. Yeah, I forgot about that shit. Oh, After Earth with Will Smith. Will Smith and Jaden Smith. I honestly I didn't see the Last Airbender or After Earth, and I didn't even give a fuck. Well, but, that's when I kind of Tim Burton him. I was just like, I'm right, done. right. Well, here's the thing. I did the same thing, and what happened was like the next movie of his I saw. I saw the preview. It looked interesting. The Visit. Did mm-hmm. you see The Visit? I haven't, but it's been on my list. Oh my god. Okay, so. I, I, like you were saying about Solo before, zero to low expectation. It's the key to enjoyment of life. I'm like, this is going to suck. Shamalama Ding Dong is fucking terrible. And then that movie blew my mind. Here's the twist, people. He made a couple good movies. Then he made a bunch of shitty ones. And you're like, ah, oh, man, he sucks. And then he comes out with this brilliant fucking movie. His Dude, his career is like a twist. Like in the movies. Um, Yeah, I don't... That's I haven't crazy. seen The Visit, and I liked Split all right. Dude, Split was badass. Split but was fucking great. What are you talking about? Is it that those movies are all that good, or is it that he set the bar so low? I mean, that's a good fucking plan. That's a good sales model. I guess. Well. If you have money to throw on or make million-dollar movies. movies. I don't know if it was intentional. What I'm asking you is, like, on a subjective level, when you saw... The Visit, and then Split. Are those movies actually all that good, or is it just that you went in expecting garbage? Do you um, do you think that's what Carpenter did with uh, Prince of Darkness? You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> no, I don't know, man. Um, he did that with uh, Ghost of Mars. <laughs> then came back with The Ward? <laughs> hey, do what you gotta do, Carpenter. No, uh, when I saw The Visit, that was the one that I was like, okay, you know, Shyamalan... All right. By the time I saw Split, the performances were, were oh, amazing. Yeah, impeccable performances. Impeccable. That fucking Professor that X. Professor X. He's a good fucking actor. Yeah. That scene where he did the dance, I was like, oh, shit. Now, is he a good actor or is it just because he's British? <laughs> it's the actor. All British actors are uh, uh, gr- superb. So uh, to go back to your question, Austin, um, it doesn't matter how many good movies you make. It matters how bad are the bad ones you make and whether they're enough of an impact to make me personally 
despise you for eternity. I would uh, gently disagree. That's you. Please keep sending us hashtag ask not for everyone questions. I was thinking maybe we could do even like some sort of relationship advice or, uh, you know, just life coaching in general. I have my other show. It's about relationship advice, Bobby. Don't be trying to steal the other ideas for this show. We've got our format. God damn it. Hey, Adam. Hey, what time is it? 322. (laughs) Let's go to the news. News. Ah, back to the basics. Back to basic. Good old-fashioned news. Good old-fashioned news from 2014. The cutting room floor is quite uh, topical. We have the current events of four years ago. (laughs) The news. It's the news. Um, Oh, Jesus, look at this. Pastor (laughs) has demonic Bigfoot sighting on Country Road. Oh, my God. Demonic Bigfoot? All right, all right. let Let me read it. I immediately believed. Let me do that again. I immediately believed I was looking at a demon. <laughs> a Fair. Demon. What happens when a man of God has a Bigfoot sighting? Oh, this is like this is like fan fiction here. <laughs> it was a hot summer evening in Cass County, Texas. Uh, the area south of Wright Partman Lake enjoys an abundance of forests, creeks, and wildlife. A pastor took his teenage son on a fishing trip. As they came over a hill, he stopped the truck. When they saw what looked like a large black bear in the road, a rarity in those parts. To their shock, the bear stood up and turned around to face them. This is really reliable news here. Mm -hmm. It's from (laughs) BigfootBase.com. The creature was 8 to 10 feet tall. I think that's a William Randolph Hearst website. And almost 4 feet wide at the shoulders. It was covered in dark brown fur about 4 inches long. The fur around the face was a slightly lighter color. And revealed a wide flat nose and dark eyes. This this sounds like Chewbacca. (laughs) Thank God. One of his massive hands, the size of a canned ham, clinched the remains. <laughs> that is the most like a redneck way to describe something. Man, that Bigfoot's hands are at least the size of a canned ham. If anything, maybe two. <laughs> Who thinks about canned ham? That's how you size things. Like, you yeah. could have just said a can. No, it's a canned ham. A canned ham is bigger than a can. It's a, full of meat. It's like a. It's like a That's weird. True. It's like an egg shape. A canned ham isn't that much bigger than a regular uh, f- hand. Why would you think about a canned ham when you're looking at a Bigfoot hand? I, kinda, I don't get it. I kind of want some canned ham now. So, so this Bigfoot in its canned ham hand. <laughs> Say that five times fast. Canned ham hand. They clinched the remains of a dead cotton mouth snake. So, okay, okay, let's just get this. Let's let's paint the picture. Pastor driving over a hill, mm-hmm. teenage son riding shotgun, mm-hmm. sees what he believes to be a bear in the distance. Right. Stops. The bear stands up, ten feet tall, and holding a cotton mouth snake in his hand. And then what does he do? But wait a second. How would he know it's a cotton mouth snake? Yeah, well, people in the country know their know their snakes yeah, pretty well. Yeah, yeah, a triangle-headed snake is a poisonous snake. So, the pastor was convinced that he was face-to-face with a demon. If you're looking for demons and you believe in demons... Anything's a demon. You're going to find a demon. Bigfoots are demons. People in funny hats are demons. You don't know. A strongly built man and retired law enforcement officer... Always trustworthy. He leaped out of his truck to face the creature... Despite the pleas of his terrified son, 
He preached gospel at the top of his lungs, and the creature responded with a roar. That roar was so loud and deep, I could feel the vibrations in my chest. In my chest? That was, you know what? It might have been a demon. When we saw Slayer, I felt the vibrations in my chest. The creature threw the dead snake well over their heads, then turned and ran with astonishing speed. The pastor retrieved the snake as evidence and calmly turned to the truck to head home. Yeah. Um, yeah. My uh, my befuddlement is, uh-huh. is similar to yours. I, this is a very self-aggrandizing okay. statement by this pastor. Cop. It's not even as if you saw some wildlife in the road and you right. slowed down your car to look at it. No, no. You, you're, not, you're doing more than that. Right. Like, if you see an elk... You know, you might slow down, roll down your window, and take a look and keep driving. Take a selfie with it. If you see a bear, maybe, but you definitely don't get out of the fucking car. You don't stop the car and go fucking preach gospel So, at it. first step is, this gentleman thought it was a bear. Oh, Jesus. Realized it was not a bear. It was actually a Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. A Texas Sasquatch. A Texas demon Sasquatch. And then, if it's a Sasquatch, this guy's going to automatically assume... That this is actually a demon because he's a man of the of cloth. God. He's a man of the Lord. Yeah. So the logic of this is so flawed because he's either lying, but we know that law enforcement never does that. Or pastors, they don't lie. No, 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 not at all. They've never done that. Um, it's against their religion and the law. <laughs> or this is so full of shit. That it 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 makes me visibly I'm I'm so torn on this one because on one hand I love dumb crazy shit like this and on oh, the yeah. other hand I am a Bigfoot um, optimist. Yeah, you want to believe, but I feel like when we put this kind of stuff, you're out like the there, fox molder of Bigfoot. And I don't know, maybe this happened. Maybe that guy is dumb. Mm. But I think it just muddies the water of the whole phenomenon. I don't know, Bobby. I mean, I just read the story. All this story is saying is like he's like I'm a badass. He's like, my son's a bitch. I fucking go out. I will yell the, the, the word of the Lord. <laughs> Could you imagine this guy preaching this as his like homily at, at, uh, at church? Like, this is how powerful the Lord is. is- <laughs> I ran into a Sasquatch the other day. A demon Sasquatch. He ran the other way with the name of the Lord. He definitely preached. See, I want to hear this story from the pews. What do you think that sermon would sound like? Well, you see, I, I've seen the face of the evil in the world. I've seen what the beast looks like. And he came upon me with a snake in his hand while I was driving back from fishing. And my son sat there like a pussy. My son sat there like a sinner because he listens to that rock and roll music. But I went out there and shouted the name of the Lord at this Sasquatch demon beast. And he lobbed that snake over my head and he turned and ran. And that proves to me that the power of Jesus motherfucking Christ is stronger than all other Bigfoots of the world. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounded like. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Can I get a hallelujah? I mean, it's such a perfect story. It's a great story for, for, church. for church. And I mean, I bet that somebody you know, in his church cryptids. wrote that down. You know, his kid probably listens to like The Cure or AFI or some shit Avenged like that. Sevenfold. Oh, yeah. I mean, but even this, everything he says, like he calmly turned the truck around and headed home. Like, hey, uh, Dad, the, the you want to do me a favor and put the uh, book you like a lot down and uh, <laughs> and get back in the truck before the Sasquatch uh, eats us? <laughs> the book Dad. Dad, no, 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 not the, uh, yeah. As I walk through the, val- the Lord. as I lo- as Praise I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
He's just listening to Coolio on his headphones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, this is uh, this is the news. And that was the news. The news. Let's go to Adam's corner. I hear that sound too much. So, yeah, I got an interesting little Adam's Corner for you. I know the people like to hear about my personal life. Oh, yeah. It's very exciting. It's very entertaining. There's a lot of things going on. I learned very recently, and this has been a rumor in the family for many, many years. It's breaking news. It is. I learned without a shadow of a... I learned without a shadow of a doubt. I am the son of a bastard. You know, we were thinking about what Adam's Corner I should have, what I what I should do, and I really didn't know. I really didn't know. We're staying there, we're drinking whiskey and eating way too much pizza, and then my phone rings as my father, and my father had some very interesting news for me, Bobby. It was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So uh, apparently, my last name is Arndt. That's that's been my last name for the majority. German, of my life. yeah, very German name. Uh, but it turns out I'm not an Arndt. I am actually a Rodriguez. Now, I know you're really excited about this. Very excited about it. But I just have one thing to say to you right now. Let's hear it. Stop yelling in the microphone. Okay, continue. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm really hyped up about this one. So, no. So, no. There's a story that's been going through my family for years. My, uh, my grandma, my sweet Gam Gam, um, <laughs> she is in the, uh, the twilight year of life. You know, She's uh, what you call uh, dementiated. So, she's there sometimes. Oh. She's not really there. What? What? what, what? Dementiad. Oh. Um, Dementiad. Dementiad. I don't know what the word is for it. Is she single? <laughs> no, she's in a home now, so she has a lot of boyfriends. I didn't ask if she was homeless. <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't want to I mean, make that would have been icing on the cake. But what I want to do is make a joke about sex and my my grandma with her five minute memory. But I'm gonna be I'm gonna take the high road on this one. Okay. Uh, anyways, it's very noble of you. It's very noble of me. So uh, she doesn't really remember things very well of what's happening in her current life. Uh, the reason she's in the home because she just wanders down the highway, which you don't want old people doing that. Uh, but a couple years ago, she told my dad, or she told my dad's wife, she's like, you know, uh, that Scott looks just like his father Eddie, and and my dad's like, well, what? Was this? Wait, what? Well- had dementia set in at this point when Kinda. she started saying this it stuff? Was, it was well on the way. But the thing is about the dementia... Is dementia, like, the ultimate truth serum. <laughs> exactly. She remembers shit from years and years and years ago. But if you were... In, like, I introduced her and she asked my son's name like 10 times. And God bless her soul. So the point of the matter is this. Look, back in the 50s, back in Chicago, this is where my granddad, my grandpa Warren, all right? Warren Arndt, which is my last name. And, uh, and my grandma... They were married. Now, apparently, I don't know if they had an open relationship or what it was, if they were like 50 swingers in Chicago. They lived the good life. But uh, she had an affair with a guy named Eddie Rodriguez for apparently for years, okay? And sired two children with the guy. Now, she thought she was having an affair, right? But then it turns out that Eddie and my grandpa had an agreement. And it was cool... For Eddie to be banging my grandma. Does anyone know where Eddie, the notorious Eddie Rodriguez is? No clue. Hashtag find Eddie Rodriguez. Find Edward Fisk Rodriguez. Okay. So no one knows. No one knows. Now, Adam, if I do all the work uh-huh. and, and make all the calls uh-huh. and arrange everything yeah. and Gam Gam's in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Gam Gam, I mean, Gam Gam. We could all get a free questions. trip to Chicago on the Maury Povich show. Yeah? 
hey, you know what? It all happened in Chicago. And they got some expert people finders. Yeah, they got like investigative reporters and shit. They will hunt Eddie Fisk, Eddie Fisk Rodriguez down. Right. So, I mean, look, I know I have a good tan and I'm realizing now it's probably because I'm a Rodriguez. Um, I'm not going to change my name. What I think I'm going to do is do like Santa Ana did. You know Santa Ana? Wait, so are you Mexican or? No, 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 no. So uh, I'm a Spaniard from España. No, apparently like my, my dad's thing, his, uh, he did the 23andMe thing, and so did my aunt. And if they had the same genetics, we would know that they were, they were full siblings, you know? But their genetics were different. There was only like 25% black. I don't understand how fucking science works. But the point is, uh, they're half brothers and sisters. So I am actually the son of a bastard. I'm a Rodriguez. My kids are Rodriguez. When I change my name, Bobby, I'm going to do a full long-ass name, right? I'm thinking Adam Scott, Diego, Esteban, Weed, Rodriguez, Von Art. Okay, that's great. Let's let's deep dive into this even further. You know, you're really just taking over my Adam's car. You're, you're, you're taking the wind out of my sails here again, Bobby. Let's talk about Fucker. the person, the man that you knew as your your regular grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great guy. He was this. this Did you ever suspect anything? No, no. I mean, I knew that him and my grandma broke up when my dad was like four. He gave you hugs. I mean, he pat me on the back or rubbed my head. Mm, I mean, I don't first know. red flag. Grandpas need to give hugs. Grandpas need to give. I'm sure I got hugs from him. I don't remember hugs, but is that all you got from him? He lived. Oh, Bobby, stop it! He lived in Chicago, so I didn't. I lived in Texas. I only saw him, you know. So you weren't that close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But when I saw him, he was hilarious. Like he was just all bad jokes and high energy. So like, mm. really like me. Like he personality wise, we, we might need to retest uh, Twenty Three and Me. I know, right? But my dad looks nothing like him. I look nothing like him. And Eddie Rodriguez looks like a big version of my dad. Nature so, versus nurture. Who internet. Knows? Let's throw it out there, um, please. Help us find Adam's long-lost biological grandpa. grandfather. Yeah. Because you know what? I'm thinking this. Uh, I know it's not my granddad, Warren. It could be somebody else. I don't know. I'm just still under the assumption that it's Eddie Rodriguez. Are you going to give him... What What nickname will you get him, give him if you meet him? Pat Pat. Okay. Call him Pat Pat. You're my Pat Pat. That'd be great. I'm sure he's going to want to rekindle a uh, relationship with his long-lost grandson. Dude, if we get on Maury Povich, I'm doing it all in clown. You should. That would be great. Okay, so that was Adam's Corner. That was great, Adam's Corner. Find my Congratulations find my pat pat. on your weird family tree. Hashtag find my pat pat. Get on it, internet. Edward Fisk Rodriguez, look it up. Do you know anything else about him? Uh, he was a he was a saxophone saxophone player in All a right. jazz band in Chicago. That's a hot detail. That's hot pretty lead. badass, right? Right. He looked like a handsome man. He's a big dude. You know, chicks liked him. My grandma liked him. G- grandma, Clearly, grandma liked him. <laughs> but no, dude. The fucked up part of the story is like she thought she was cheating, but like. Like, my grandpa and Pat-Pap had an agreement. Ah, uh, those were the days. The 50s. Jesus Christ. It's like Mad Men shit, man. Yeah, they just dealt their women out. Just dealt them out to your friends. Does your bro- does your uh, father have a sister? Two sisters and a younger brother. And the younger brother, my grandma said, both Ed, my dad and my uncle are the kids of uh, Eddie. So what that means is my, my last name, my bloodline that's been carried on, like the name carried through my father and his son and my uncle and his sons, none of us are really aren'ts. Right. That's not really our name. And, and what it also means is uh, Gam Gam was so good, he came back for more. Gam Gam was a whore. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I'd love to find the story, but like, again, you know, uh, grandma's got a little memory problem and uh, I don't know if anybody else is there to remember it. Well, give her a call. Can we give her a call on the podcast? No, we're not calling my Alzheimer-suffering grandmother on our podcast, Bob. I, all right, thought I'd ask. You're a piece of shit, dude. 
Thought I'd ask. All um, right, moving on. That was Adam's Corner. Okay, good Adam's Corner. By um, my pap pap. A new, uh, a fairly recent favorite of mine tonight. Another segment. 1990s Demon Wind. Demon Wind. Let me read the words for it. <laughs> Bring me the words so that I may read them. When the need to investigate the mysterious death of his grandparents, Corey and his friends assemble back to the old farm where it all began 60 years earlier. 60 years ago, an entire family vanished without a trace. Now one young man must face the demon wind. How do we get to the Carter place from here? You can't? I think something bizarre has been going on at that farm for a long time. I want to find out what. It's a gateway to hell, and there's no turning back. New protesta Santana vivid? What did it say? It said, now Satan shall walk. Please, boy, don't go up there. I have to. You, you can't, can't leave. Mind. It's an altar to the devil. No, it, it really is beautiful. Jack, there is something here, something evil. No! No! No, please help me! Oh, God, help me! will be done. delightful film oh fuck that movie come on adam dude another stinker another stinker not for everyone watched no dude wrong again i you know what it's hard for me to fucking put into words how tedious and uh, tedious tedious that it's film was tedious. it was, dude some of these movies just like watching them is a chore Okay. That was a chore to watch. No, not at all. A chore to watch is like The English Patient. You know what? I will say this about that Demon Wind movie. It blew <laughs> like a wind. Okay, so let's talk about the director real quick. He's um He's got quite a resume. <laughs> Charles Philip Moore. Um, creator, director, writer of such classics as... Angel of Destruction. Black Belt. Dance with Death. Those are all fucking hits. <laughs> Oh, he wrote Live by the Fist in New Crime City. And he wrote Termination Man. Oh, Termination Man. Who's Holy shit, is that Steve Railsback? Yes. This dude's got to be Canadian or some shit. I I'm, I I got the feeling that no this was a can, Canada. That, that this was a Canadian movie. Um it it did take an attention <sighs> span for something with a lot of uh like demon 
Christ. What do you mean it stuff. took an attention span? Okay. Do you mean it was tedious? Okay. Because well, that's that's a nice way of saying that. I like Demon Wind. But here's my box art review. Okay, let's hear it. The perfect horror film for fans of other horror films that are far better. You'll be petrified by its unfiltered mediocrity and the amount of verbal exposition. It will leave you disturbed, confused, <sighs> and asking yourself... Why didn't we just watch Evil Dead? Yeah, Bobby, yeah. That pretty much sums up exactly my feelings on this movie. Mediocrity. It is totally mediocre. Look, there's weird fucking crazy movies out there that have monsters and shit, like spookies, that are just batshit crazy and amazing. This is like generic trying to be other movies that have been made. It was just a hack job, man. It's a fucking hack job. All right, Adam. <sighs> Take a deep breath and let me know. What exactly is Demon Wind all about? So you start out, it starts with a lot of promise. There's a first thing you see is a cross burning with a corpse on it, a skeleton burning on a cross. Mm. I'm like, this is cool. And then it pans over a gored up corpse laying in the ground. There's gore on it. There's blood everywhere. I'm like, okay, I like this. It goes into a house and there's Jesus candles everywhere and weird runes on the ground. And there's a turkey freshly cooked just sweating on the table. Ooh, sweaty turkey. Yeah. And then there's some lady and she's standing at the door has been boarded up and there's a cross on the door and she's like, my spell aren't keeping them out I'm like cool witchcraft is fun this could be good and then her husband walks up and she hugs him and then he starts puking out gogurt you're getting way ahead of yourself oh while this is all going on the opening credits uh, we have a creepy hymn playing where it's just a lady asking the question over and over again to music are you washed in the blood of the lamb now Adam would you say you are or are not washed in the blood of the lamb I have my red wings if that's what you're asking okay <laughs> so there's a lot of religious themes there's a lot of religious themes right off the bat then they're in this house and it's like you know like what time period is this undescribed time they have like the the classic yellow sweater that could be from any fucking era since the mm -hmm. 20s um and then like again the husband starts puking up goger and he turns into a demon and he's like and she's like oh god the demons got in the demon wind blew through my fucking door and then he goes all evil dead and eats her. Uh, two really horrifying things are both uh, demons and Gogurt. Yeah. And when you combine the two. It makes a terrible film. It's pretty scary. So uh, she's holding the snow globe. And she's like, <laughs> right? What was this about? She's holding the snow globe. He's like, you remember you told me, George, if the snow globe breaks, breaks, we're both done for. And then he bites her with his fucking herpes vampire teeth. Mm -hmm. What was that shit about? Yeah, it's, uh, good visuals. It was good a makeup. bad effect. A bad awesome. effect. Love and, Demon and, Wind. And so blood's everywhere. Big fan. <laughs> Fuck you. Big fan of Demon Wind. And she drops the snow globe on the ground. And apparently the snow globe was full of high power nitroglycerin because the whole house just explodes. Yeah. It just explodes. It's a sacred, blessed, um, curse-breaking snow globe. Apparently so. And then it shows these winding hills and a truck driving, and at the bottom it says, The Present. Right. It, it still doesn't explain when the so first part the first was, it, was but whatever. But, but what, I mean, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, in a movie like this, it doesn't matter. So it, we get introduced to our, our duo here. Our hero and, and his girlfriend, and they're driving, and he's very stoic. He's not talking to her much. Guess he's on the quest... To find his family or something to that effect. And she's like, why are you not talking to me? And he's like, I'm on the quest to find my family or something. And one thing you notice in this film is a lot of the 
stars mm-hmm. um, look like actual stars of the era. Yeah, they do. They they look like they they look like somebody more famous than them. So yeah, the first guy remind me of kind of a, a mix between Emilio Estevez and Rob Lowe. He yeah, he looked like the the lesser sheen that you've never seen. I was referring to him as Rob Foe. <laughs> uh, it's a French word. And then his his blondie girlfriend. Uh huh. She was cute. Uh, she had a real Laura Dern thing. Yeah, going yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or as I was referring to her as Laura Learn, how to act. Oh snap! Love Demon Wind. And so, uh, so they go to a gas station, the only gas station on this dirt road for millions of miles, apparently. And this looks like it was filmed like somewhere in fucking the Dakotas or South Canada. I don't fucking. know. I think it's in South Canada. It's definitely South Canada. Does anyone ever refer to Southern Canada as South Canada? I bet they do. You know the South. You know South Canada. I mean, it's ge- geographically, it is the southern part of Canada. It depends on where you're standing. Right. Right. Get off my land, eh? Get out of my country, eh? And so they get to the gas station, and there's the creepy, foreboding, harbinger of doom gas station attendant, as you see in all these movies where they stop at a gas station before they go to wherever they're going. So then they go inside, they get there, and then they go in the cafe. But before they go in the cafe, yeah, stoic Rob Foe gets out of the car. Right. Uh, stares at the gas station. Oh, yeah, I forgot. And says, uh, uh, he says out loud... <laughs> I've been here before in a dream. <laughs> the dialogue. And it got weird. me thinking. Okay. Next time I am uh, on a road trip with my special number one gal. Your wife. I am going to pull over at a very random stop. Uh-huh. Preferably a gas station. Right, right, right. In the middle of nowhere. Of course. And then just say, I've been here before in a dream. You need to get out. You need not say a thing. Just stop, get out. Walk like 10 feet. And just stop and stare. And don't even say a word. Yeah, until make that. make her come up to you and then be like, "I've been here before mm-hmm. in a dream." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that'll fucking make it. That'll ruin a vacation. And <laughs> you think it would? The, I don't know. The point being, I don't know. It could. Depending on the another aspect. pattern I noticed in this film, for the most part, all of the dialogue mm-hmm. is that of a fucking crazy person. You know what it is, Bobby? With but this the movie? characters aren't supposed to be crazy. The, the the problem with this movie is every conversation, every exchange, doesn't seem like these people are having the same conversation because nothing anybody says has any impact on anybody else in it, any meaningful way. And it's one of the many reasons love Demon Wind. So then they go in the station, the cafe, the the cafe and the gas station in the middle of nowhere on the dirt road, and uh, the the girlfriend like pulls her ass out. Mm-hmm. Just pats herself on the ass. I mean, it was nice. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was unexpected. It was an odd thing to do. That which of a crazy person would do. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. And then the lady that worked there, this kind of hot, older, gypsy-looking lady, walks out. Mm-hmm. It's just like the bathrooms in the back. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then she starts talking about like little Linda, and she starts babbling, like having a conversation that a crazy person would have. Yeah, it's pretty unsettling. Um, crazy people say unsettling things and then they say we need something to drink and the lady's like we got beer coke water and goat's milk see what goat's milk what the devil the devil symbolism already in the dialogue love demon wind you know dude they only had goats out there just because they didn't have fucking cows 
no, it's a it's a it's a play on the the demonic themes. Oh, you think that you think it was? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Demon Wind's fucking awesome. I don't know what you're complaining about. You you know this isn't a good movie, Bobby. You're just taunting me. So uh, so then uh, the worst group of movie friends you've ever imagined. <laughs> All just start showing up at this fucking gas station in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's like there's two friends that are like there's two couples. Uh, one of them looks like He Man, the other one looks like with the fucking Page Master or something. Yeah, there was the. Okay, so let's, let's roll it back. Fucking fake Isabella Rossellini. Um, yeah, uh, He Man <laughs> is who you were referring to, the like jock guy. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. overgrown jock. He looked like He Man. They looked it's, like they're in their 40s. Facial fe- well, it was the 80s, or yeah. So every fucking. Teenager um, look like they're forty. I was referring to him as Captain Unsolicited Mouth Kiss. Oh yeah, yeah, he did that because he's the type of ladies' man that just walks into a room with his girlfriend, mind you, and puts a big old smacker on uh, another another gal. He, in the yeah, room. yeah, he walks in a room with his girlfriend and kisses his friend girlfriend right on the mouth. You know, it's all about confidence. I, I guess. I mean, that's not wrong, but listen up, incels. <laughs> So these ter- these friends are just terrible cliches of 1980s culture. Um, they really are. They're 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 bland characters. They're they're generic, superficial caricatures of what fucking yuppies and teenagers were like in the 80s. And they have bad fashion sense. Right. Um, terrible fashion sense. You say that, but I've never really seen. A bad 80s stereotype character of the convertible duo, one in which does magic that suddenly oh, rolls up. No, they both did magic, Bobby. Yes, the, the magic duo. The magic fucking duo. These fucking clowns. Pretty original. Pretty, pretty, no, fun, Bobby, take on, pretty fun take on uh, uh, teenage no, archetypes. No, it wasn't. Listen, watch fucking Night of the Demons. Those generic caricatures, they were great, and they had character development and shit, like you're always talking about. This had none of that, Bobby. It had none of that. It's a schlock zombie demon. And movie. so is Night of the Demons. Okay? So is fucking Night of the Demons. What I'm telling you is the characters in that, we could fucking speak of the characters. All these characters were just like one note and totally oblivious to anybody else there. Okay. You need to calm down. Uh, you made me There's people in the world thing. without clean water and you're getting upset about demon wind we fucking do a, this is my job bobby okay so again I quit my other job for this the whole crew's there there's there's several different ones. there's the page master and his girlfriend um there's and again everyone looks like someone more famous of the time yeah we got, we got fake kevin dillon yep yep, yep, yep. he's one of the you magic don't get, duo but you don't get more famous than kevin dillon yeah, again true. we have rob foe uh-huh Captain Unsolicited Mouth Kiss He-Man. looks a lot like Jefferson from Married with Children. He looks like Jefferson from Married with Children's body with He-Man's face. And somehow a slightly less attractive version of Sarah Jessica Parker. I didn't even think that was possible. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> no, she's a cute girl. She was hot in Ed Wood. So, uh, so yeah, they meet up and the magicians have beef with He-Man uh, because one of them used to date fake Isabella Rossellini who fucking... You know what? Who cares? So... Who cares? Let's, let's get to this... Why are all these people here? Oh, yeah. Why are they all there? Because the hero, and he hasn't told his girlfriend this yet, he went and was looking for his family, and his father took off when he was a little boy. And apparently, a long time ago, this goes to the story that happened in the nondescript past, mm-hmm. uh, the, his grandparents disappeared. And that day, the, the, his father had just been born. He was in the hospital in an incubator, so he wasn't there that night. 
when the demon wind came for the grandparents. Mm -hmm. And so this guy, our hero, finally searched out his father and found him. And his father's like batshit crazy. Eddie Rodriguez. Yeah. (laughs) And Eddie's like, hey, uh, there's demons in this old farm and uh, I'm going to kill myself. And, And so whatever reason, he sent this kid to the fucking farm. Let's unpack this for a moment. Okay. Let's let's go deep. What this means is this guy convinced his friends, a lot of them, mind you. Yeah. uh, Baffling one, because it's a lot of friends that he convinced to go do this, and baffling two, because this guy has friends. Yeah. He has no personality, but he has friends. Yeah. Um, How did he convince his friends to come help him investigate something based on a, a... dream and premonition from his dead father that he had <laughs> he sent a very urgent sounding message did he even like put this into context or was it like we're gonna go out to my family's farm meet me at the gas station i don't know man they just made it sound like he wrote a note that says i need you i am in trouble come and, help but one dude and brought all a gun. these guys no guy like a bunch of guys brought shotguns and shit like what the fuck like but that's the thing is like how did they he get them there were there, I guess he was just like, we're go- I don't know, man. Because oh, if, hey, if you came up to me and you were like, hey, um, I got this, like, uh, uh, I had this vision of one of my dead relatives, uh-huh. and I'm supposed to go investigate this farmhouse out in uh, New Braunfels, Texas, mm-hmm. um, and, and discover what's there. I don't know. I don't know what it means. I would go. I mean, I know you would go. <laughs> yeah, you, you totally sold me. Just that explanation. If you're like, you know, now that you say that. If you were to say all that to me randomly one right, day, you'd be and like, never having seen demons, demon wind. You'd be like, yeah, man. I'd be like, yeah, dude, I'll support you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so now, okay, this makes sense now. Oh, I'm glad you're making logical sense of this, this piece makes of shit fucking movie. Total sense. Love demon wind. <laughs> um, so they all leave to go to the fucking old burnt down house, but not before the creepy gas station attendant pulls a gun on him, and then he goes through the story. Of how he was there the night of the, it happening. And and I went... And this was some great fucking dramatic acting on the part of the gas station. Oh, f- take a pill. I, what? I'm fucking complimenting the movie. You get mad at me. So he's like, I was there that night. And there were demons hopping in the shadows. And I've never told anyone about it until now. If someone said that to you on the way to your journey in that scenario I painted a second ago. Yeah. Does that motivate you to go even more now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously. So his warning... His warning fell on deaf ears. was like, ears. oh, that's a nice selling point. His warning was check more out some of, demons. Yeah, his warning was more of like an inspiration to do it. Man, when I think about this movie, I think about how good Night of the Demons was. All right. Because this is not. So they go out there to this, this place where apparently 60 years ago, 60 years ago, all this shit went down. Yeah, so they leave the gas station. Uh-huh. Uh, via early 90s Jeep commercial. Yep. <laughs> On the way there, they see um, nice nice visual uh, 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 competence here, nice symbolism. Ugh. We see the camera close up. On a bird's nest? Oh, the bird's nest. Let's not forget about that. And there's an egg in the nest. And the egg cracks on its own. And there's maggots or worms inside of it. Yes. Squirming. Maggot eggs are always a good omen. Um, they couldn't see the maggot worms. Clearly, the gods are not upset with you when you go to make a souffle and the eggs you grab from the fridge are full of maggots. Um, but they arrive at this farmhouse. Bad warning nature. They didn't even see the shit. No, they didn't. But the audience did. Oh, here's my favorite part. They go to the farmhouse. 
where all this shit happened 60 years ago. Mm-hmm. And the cross is still all burnt out on the lawn with the skeleton on it. Dude, time doesn't exist in like the demon realm. Nobody shows up to fucking move the shit, to remove the fucking skeleton. What they're trying to say is that evil, metaphorically, evil resonates through the generations. Oh, Jesus. And Christ. does not. Um, um, just stop. <laughs> just fucking stop. They just, it, 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 you know, it was just another, another messy, loose end. But yeah. In a very loose end. Movie. This is a fully loaded um, burnt shack thing, farmhouse, ranch out in the, in the prairie. Yeah. Um, fully loaded with wood stoves. In um, South Canada. Cast iron skillets, mm-hmm. uh, photos of Christ. Yeah. Uh, burnt corpses. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then finally a skull that shoots uh, cartoon lightning. Yeah. It's got everything. Mm. So th- th- this is yeah, this is great. This is what the realtor's fucking list oh, is. The Airbnb, points. what up? Uh-huh. So when you get there and you see the, the place from the outside, it looks really trashed. Now, I know you're not going to want to stay at our place because of this, but once you open the door, it's like a whole other world in there. And that's really the premise of this. It's like a pocket dimension Airbnb. Yeah. Because you look inside the room and you can see the full room pre-nitroglycerin um, cursed fucking snow globe. Right. And it looks like a regular full house. Um, mm-hmm. No Olsen twins. But the outside of it... Dave Coulier? It's just a wall with a door. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, that's a pretty cool concept there. Yeah. So at this point, you're still kind of... I'm still giving it a shot. Hopes. I, I've got my hopes are okay. I mean, when I saw the all the, the cast of characters, I was like, oh, fuck all these people. But I'm like, you know what? They're all going to die. So that's good. Yeah. Um, not... Completely true, but I. I well, get but what that's you're what saying. I was thinking. You know what I mean? You know, what I mean? I'm like, okay, so, these are just fodder. The more people, the more fodder. They get into the weird, cursed uh, demon realm farmhouse, mm-hmm. and what do they see on the wall? They see what looks to be appears to be Latin written in blood. So one of them decides to read it aloud, because apparently she's never seen Evil Dead. Right. The um, director has. You know, rule of thumb. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you even need to. Have be versed in horror movies to know this. Right. Um, when you see ancient language written on the wall of a cottage mm-hmm. or a tree mm-hmm. or a sidewalk, and Bathroom right outside stall. that vicinity, you see, um, before that, you see several burnt corpses. Corpses, yeah, yeah. Um, I, word of the wise, just don't don't read it out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read it in your head. Right. It's all you gotta do. I mean, who fucking rings, reads Latin anyways? Yeah, it's not like she, they would know what that lady was saying. Right. She's like, I'm just going to read this part out loud. And then the house does what? It goes all evil dead. It starts shaking and twitching, and there's a fucking laughing goddamn deer head on the wall, and the fucking turkey explodes, and then they run out of the house. Yes. And then we're met by uh, several small girls dressed in like colonial times no wait, wait, wait. before that they uh they found the transportation system for the demon wind which was the fog remember the fog that teleported them around yes alternative the- title demon fog teleporting fog so is that it was actually just like fog of a fog machine yeah but when they when they when it, when it went over a guitar them, center <laughs> when they went in the fog went over them they were transported to another place mm-hmm. and they tried to walk away because their cars were ruined because the demon wind fucked up their cars and then they were teleported right back to the cabin one time I was at like 80s dance party night at this bar downtown mm-hmm. and I'm not a dancer so I was just kind of like standing there we like, know we know by the DJ 
You should really dance, Bob. And I just felt good. these fucking like horrible, r- abrupt burns on the back of my neck. Right. And I'm just like, what? what is going on? Like, why? I, do I need to go to the doctor? I was about to go to the doctor. Right then? Like, you're about to leave the like, club and go straight to the doctor? Awful, awful, horrible burning sensations on the back of my neck. Uh-huh. And I turn around, and the goddamn fog machine is like shooting hot fog juice all over me. Oh, is it hot fog juice hot, right on your neck? Hot, cloudy fog juice. Oh, wow. 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 What was his name? <laughs> it was uh, painful. <laughs> That's what she said. So yeah, then uh, they go back into the. What happens? They get back. Oh, there's the colonial, the colonial girls. The fucking colonial girls show up. So then the. So then the colonial fucking girls show up, and they say something. I don't remember what they said, but they grab the one chick who read the stuff on the wall, and then there's the amazing lightning effect again. The the, the cartoon lightning, and then she turns into a baby doll, right? And, and With, like, blood coming out and stuff, right? It was pretty cool. She's turned into a baby doll, and the baby doll explodes. Doesn't it talk first? It says something. It, like, the little girl says something fucking it's stupid. Creepy talking bloody baby dolls. Pretty pretty solid. No. It, 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 here's my favorite part, right? Is how after this happens, this was Page Master's girlfriend. He yeah. just... Nobody cared. Nobody made any... Action about freaking out, like, oh my god, Debbie just died. There's like, whatever. Yeah, everyone's insane, and we failed to mention that there's quite a little love triangle going on in this situation as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got um, He-Man. He-Man. And his girl. Fake Isabella Rossellini. And then, was who was the other guy? The magic guy, Kevin Dillon. The ma- Kevin it was, Dillon. It was, Kevin, it was magic Kevin Dillon. Magic Kevin <laughs> Magic Kevin Dillon used to be the boyfriend of fake Isabella Rossellini, right. who's now so, dating He-Man. We learned this to the the extent of this, right? In this scene, right after fake Sarah Jessica Parker dies, she just dies. She turned to a baby doll and exploded. And then fake uh, Kevin Dillon is like, yeah, yeah. He's like magic Kevin Dillon. He's like Isabella. I love you. You you need to be with me. And she's like, no, I'm with He Man now. And and He Man comes up and and in this time, she's never like, hey, dude, one of our best friends got turned to a doll and exploded. Right. It might be forgivable of like as a viewer, like be like, oh, maybe that guy's just really selfish. But no, it's like everyone. Everyone's just like everybody's like this. Yeah, it's just it's an inappropriate time to discuss a previously failed relationship and and ask a gal to to go steady with you. Yeah, while her boyfriend's ten feet away and your friend just got turned to a baby doll and exploded. Exactly, it doesn't make sense. So then, uh, so then he he man punches him, and then (laughs) they're buddies again. And then I'll get you, skeletal. <laughs> and then they go inside the house, and uh, and what happens next? Oh wait, okay. Who cares? Then we have the magic duo, um, Siegfried and Troy. <laughs> they, one of them looked like Kevin Dillon. One of them looked like a like like the bass player from Duran Duran. Siegfried and Kevin Dillon. Yeah, 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 yeah pretty much. Um, They're standing there. My favorite part in the movie is some. This, the fog shows up outside, mm-hmm. and some chick in some hot lingerie that has, like, the underboob cage, and her tits are just hanging out, like, shows up and starts saying their names. Now, were you still on board at this point? Or did that bring you back in a little bit? By this point, I already fucking hated it, uh-huh. but I was like, those are good tits. Okay. So, turn off or turn on. Uh-huh. Uh, topless 46-year-old demon lady right. calling for you to come play with me. Uh, you know she's a demon. Right. And pursuing this engagement would most likely result in death and or soul damnation. Do you proceed? Um, well, them titties, though. First off, 
Is that a turn on or a turn off? Oh, it's totally a turn on. Okay. It's definitely a turn on. Fair. Whether I'd go at, whether I'd proceed, whether I'd pursue, I don't know. She had a nice rack. That but, was really my favorite part in but this But she was clearly a demon hallucination. She was clearly a demon. But you know what? You know what the big turn on is for me, Bobby? Demons. Well, that too. When, when I, I know the lady is into me. And that demon is obviously into me. Whether it's just my soul or the feast upon my flesh, it's a big turn on. So I, I guess what you're saying, she'd be saying my name is is you would proceed. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you would. At least, like, okay. So let's 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 say this. I'm a dad now, Bob. You're at a cabin uh-huh. with a bunch of your friends. In your scenario, in this situation, you would be drinking whiskey. Yeah. Demon lady uh, solicits you from outside, out of nowhere, mm-hmm. topless, wearing white lingerie. Ooh. You know she's a demon. You've had whiskey. You're going to proceed, I think. I mean, Bobby, every time this scenario happens, I do proceed. And it hurts my heart a little after every time. But mm-hmm. here I am. Here I am. So, yeah, I totally would. <laughs> I mean, that's that's definitely my See? type. Deep metaphors. <laughs> Love Demon Wind. Oh, fuck your movie. Okay, so Demon Lady summons them outside. And they're like, let's do it. And they get guns. They were the ones with the shotguns. The magicians also brought shotguns. Do you think it was like some local, like, desert rat's wife? And they're like, go seduce these teenagers <laughs> out in this cabin. And I'm going to watch you from the woods with binoculars. It's like freak show. That from, would be uh, the most uh, rational the rational Conclusion. explanation from that. But that's not the case. It's demons. So they go outside, right? And they got the guns. And they're like, we're going to shoot these demons to death. Okay. And then uh, the demons start showing up. And they're basically just shitty looking zombies. They look fine. No, their faces look stupid. They look like They look like somebody made their faces out of like pink molding clay and then like put like donut glaze on it and they all look the same and they act like they're zombies except they talk kind of is not for everyone adam a character or is not for everyone adam the real deal what are you talking about what is this what are you talking about are you i can't answer that question are you putting this into overdrive for the show or is this really how you feel do you really feel that the demons didn't look good they look stupid bobby I'm not even fucking with you. Like, look, okay, Night of the Demons. This was a clear knockoff of the look of the demons from Night of the Demons. I guess. It is. Like, how What? Can, what else? How much stuff can you do with demon makeup? You know what they look like? Or they, zombie makeup. And, and listen. Or I, vampires. Like, I love orcs, right? Like, my favorite thing about the original Lord of the Rings movies is the orcs. They're also nasty and slimy and just dirty and filthy looking. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, they had bigger budget for the orcs, right? And if this movie had been about orcs, if they had been orcs, then I, I, I might have liked it better. But it wasn't because it was the fucking knockoff of Evil Dead and Night of the Demons in a really shitty manner. You should watch Bright with Will Smith. I was okay. Um, <laughs> I liked it all right because they actually called them orcs. Okay, so magic duo Siegfried and Troy are battling demon zombies at this point. Yes. Again, with, they have shotguns and gun and pistols. They and have shit. guns that don't run out of ammo. Mm-hmm. They, That's so forgivable in this situation. You're being way too nitpicky today. You know what? One of my favorite horror games is Resident Evil. You know why it's my favorite? Because you never have enough bullets. Because there's more bullets than zombies. That's horror, Bobby. This, this is, ain't horror. This is two different mediums that you're discussing. Um, so battling demon zombies pretty solid little battle scene <laughs> and then eventually they're back to back charlie's angel style 
Um, and then is it fake Kevin Dillon that mm-hmm. dies? No, no, no. It was the uh, it was the bass player for Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode. Oh, Duran Duran. Duran Duran bass player dies. Yeah. Uh, gets his throat slit. Yeah, it didn't even show it. it. Like for no reason. Oh, what does he say when he turns around? What he says is before he dies, he says, you know, because he's a ma- magician. He says, presto. And then falls down dead. Now, Adam, I just want to put this out there right now. Yeah. Whether I'm dying in your arms or not, if you hear from the grapevine mm-hmm. that my last words before I died were presto, mm-hmm. fucking kill me. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it, Bobby. I swear to God. Presto. He didn't even say it with vigor. And then we're, they're outside firing pistols and shotguns. Right outside the door of the farm, burnt weird they were ghost, demon cabin. They were ghost slept. They were they were under the cu- the curse of the fog. They were Maybe no, 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 that's what it definitely was. Okay, they they hinted that the other people, the reason they didn't come out to help, is because the fog put them to sleep, and the demons were going specifically after Siegfried and Troy, whose names were like Stacy and Chuck, which is way lamer than Siegfried and Troy. Fucking Stacy and Chuck. We make the movies better. Uh, God damn it, we do. So, uh, so yeah, then uh, Buddy, the, the fake Kevin Dillon is still alive, starts... As soon as his friend dies, he runs out of ammo. His unlimited ammo ran out with... with it was the power of friendship let, that was fucking... That was fueling these guns. Let the ammo thing go. Oh, Jesus. Just Bobby. let it go. Just... Fuck. So then he starts kung fuing him, and he kung fu kicks the head off of one, and that was okay. Based on... If I had never seen this movie... Mm-hmm. Based on our description, it and I, was, great. It, I was listening to us discuss this. I'd be like, I got to see this movie right now. Again, uh-huh. this is going on outside the cabin door. The friends eventually come out to see what's going on. After the good, after the magician duo is dead. After the magician duo is dead. Doesn't phase them at all. No, they're like, oh, they're dead. Oh, 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 here it gets even better. It gets even better. As soon as those friends die, it's morning, right? And two other friends just show up in a car. At the cabin. Right. And um, one of them, they're in a Suzuki. Yeah. You don't see those very often anymore. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the male in, that's driving the car, because it's the 80s, we didn't let women do that back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he is dressed as if Horseshack from Welcome Back, Cotter, is going to an 80s party dressed as Don Johnson from Miami Vice. Yeah, yeah, it totally is. And with then, a jerry curl mullet. And then the chick looks like like she's in Harry Potter cosplay with a fucking beret on. That was just the style, though. <sighs> <laughs> and like they, they just show up and they're like, oh, well, um, cool. So uh, they're dead. All right. So what do we do now? You got, you, got, you got snacks? Don't turn off the car. Yeah. And like everybody's OK. One person saying not to turn off the car because when they turn it off, the demon wind gets it. And then everybody else is like, hi, we're happy and smiley. Like, OK, you run towards that car. You jump in and you say, there's an emergency where all eight of us or whatever it is are going to fit in the Suzuki crossover SUV. And we're leaving SUV. right now. Nobody had a look of concern on their face except for Rob Bo. Everybody else is like, hey, we're happy. You go lucky. Fucking like that. You have goldfish memory. Do you just forget like three of your friends died in the last like hour and a half? Maybe the whole point is that they were all There's no crazy. fucking point, Bobby. <laughs> There's no fucking point to this movie. All right. It's schlock made to cash in on movies we liked. Then we go back inside, and then the demons start showing up. And, and we see Siegfried and Troy, demon version, demon, up, appear. And all the, uh, like, it, it, it reeked of attempts at, like, quippy little humor, like, say, like, Evil Dead or something like that, where they'll have, like, little one-liners. And the demon duo, Siegfried and Troy, they say something like, remember us, the gruesome twosome, you look good enough to eat. Or something like that. Yeah. And you're like, huh. 
Yeah, some, <laughs> something, something fucking stupid, badly written like that. You know, when we had great one-liners, Tango and Cash. Okay. This does not. So yeah, I mean, I guess there was some backstory about how like uh, his grandparents were part of a demonic cult, but they didn't know, and then the cult leader wanted to kill them and turn their followers into some fucking hackneyed horse shit that was in like every movie we've ever seen. Okay, yeah, so uh, from here on out, it's mostly just a kind of a siege film with demon zombies outside that they're trying to kill, which is fine. I'm totally okay with all that. There's one good death scene in this whole, the whole last round of it. Mm-hmm. One good death scene. And that was when they go in the barn and, 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 and Horshack and, and Harry Potter chick just got there. You know, um, Horshack tubs. And they walk into the farm and they're just like, okay, whatsoever, we're walking around this evil farm. Like, we don't care, people are dead. And then there's a skeleton on the wall with a goat head. No, 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 a cow head. It had a cow skull. And the girl's is like, that's beautiful. It's so really beautiful. And she walks, starts walking up to it. And then the cow head mouth opens and a giant tongue comes out. Right. It strangles her. produce milk, which create life. So the symbolism here <laughs> is this juxtaposition between life or uh, or light, uh-huh. life, light, in the dark. Oh, yeah. Evil. I think you nailed it light there, Bobby. and evil. Th- and in this context, it's about the uh, eternal conflict between those two. But particularly, <laughs> it seems as though the evil has taken over. Oh, shut the fuck up. So, you know, and here's another point. Horshack's girlfriend just dies. And she drops and they like leave her body. And I'm like, eh, don't care. Don't care. Nobody cares. They cared about each other about as much as we cared about them. <laughs> They're going to say about, about as much as we care about each other. <laughs> no, Bobby, I'd try to drag your bloated corpse away from the Thanks, buddy. thing you just got strangled to death by. Uh, no, least... you'd be like, come on and eat it. It's going to be metal. <laughs> and then you're going to like set it on fire and jerk off on it or something. Yeah, you get a selfie with it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then like... I don't know. I guess everybody else dies and turns into demons. Yeah. It's really forgettable. Well, eventually... it's really All the deaths are really forgettable other than that one. Eventually, the old crotchety man from the gas station shows back up. And he's the evil priest. And come to find out, he's the evil demon priest, even though earlier in the film, he was discouraging them from going to the farm in the first place. Right. I'm just going to call it a farm. I don't know if it was a farm or not. It was very logical. And some rural shit. Yeah. Somewhere out there in the boonies, um, South Canada. And eventually, pretty cool shots, man. No, man, man Pretty no. cool makeup and costumes. He oh, he morphs fuck. into a hooved demon man. So he, 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 okay, so all the fucking demon zombies, which are just acting like they're zombies, it's just basically trying to be like the end of the Night of the Living Dead. You know, they're oh all attacking the house. Oh, we're crawling in the windows. Oh, hit one with a hammer. Oh, it bit me. Oh, we got seven. St- oh, I forgot about this shit. The seven daggers they have to use to stab and kill this Satan. Is, that's like saying, uh, yeah. Oh, they're like, oh, I saw the omen too. Let's add that mm. in there. Dude, they ripped off fucking everything. That's like saying um, uh, Black Dog ripped off Big Trouble in Little China because there's trucks in both movies. No, Bobby, it's nothing like that. And you know what? Okay, here's another thing. To go back to my comparison to Evil Dead and Night of the Demons. They're they're schlocky, they're hokey, but they play it that way. This movie tries to play it straight. Like, there's no comedy in this. They try to play it serious. It's fucking stupid. Love Demon Wind. (laughs) So, uh... So the gas station guy calls all the demon zombies to him and then absorbs them. He, For whatever reason, he absorbs them. Yeah. 
It's like uh, the Power Rangers or the Voltron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they Voltron into this giant, stupid-looking demon. But he had cool hooves. His hooves were bad. Yeah, those are some solid hooves. The hooves were solid. I'll give the ho- I'll give the hooves credit. They're no Ernest Borgnine. Right, right, right. They're no fucking Devil's Rain hooves, but they were good. He had hooves in that, right? I don't know. The fucking uh, Tim Curry did though, and those were badass. Mm. So, uh, so when he reappears after absorbing all the other zombies, he's holding Sarah Jessica Parker. I guess she wasn't dead. She was just turned into an exploding doll, and then he eats her, which is fine. What what are we complaining about? What's the complaint here, Adam? This is logic, Bobby. No, you you don't. No, no, you don't apply logic to a movie called Demon Wind. Yeah, you, know, you say this as you were trying to logicify some stupid ass point earlier, dude. You spent like seven minutes on it. The director wrote Termination Man. <laughs> He got Steve Rails back for that one, so this dude's definitely a winner. So yeah, yeah, okay. And then all the friends are dead, right? And it's his girlfriend. It's it's Laura learned to fucking act, and uh, and Rob Foe. And then Rob Foe pulls some magic pixie dust. They have the Necronomicon too. Oh yeah, and he pulls. I forgot some, about the Necronomicon. Yeah, the Necronomicon, the seven fucking omen blades. They found a book like in the basement or something. Yeah, something like that. That's it. And he pours a magic salt fairy powder out and throws it on himself and turns into a fucking Ferengi. From Star Trek? Uh, yeah, Ferengi. It turns into an alien nation alien guy? Alien nation guy. What the fuck? It's a, like, if that was a Ferengi, it'd be like a super hot hey, Ferengi. Hey, I have an idea. Explain that. What's that about? It's because his bloodline, his family tree is a bunch of like demons. And maybe he's, I think he's like the defiant one or one of the good demons. No, that n- nothing. He knew the whole time there's, there's that he was a demon. There's nothing that it says that leads that to be believe. That was the twist. That was the Shyamalan twist. <laughs> You didn't suspect, you didn't expect that at all. Just because like, you oh, didn't expect it. This is it, one of the aliens from Alien Nation? That's fucking crazy. Just because this they, movie's wild. Just because they threw that in, Bobby, doesn't make it a good movie. Just because they threw in the Necronomicon doesn't make it a good movie, Bobby. I'm not saying Demon Wind's a good movie. I'm saying love Demon Wind. <laughs> so then there's a big fight between uh, Alien Nation and the, the fucking, the good-hooved, stupid-looking gorilla zombie, I guess we'll call him. And they're like fighting it out. They're like duking it out. And I don't know what the fuck. Why. Well, then they Wizard of Oz it and all of a sudden they're back in like uh, the cabin with all their friends very abruptly. And uh, they're like, oh, you, you were dreaming. We just got here or something like that. And then He-Man... Starts being a zombie with the gogurt mouth again. And right. you're like, oh, it's like Inception. It's a dream within a dream, or it's like interdimensional or something. Oh, for fuck's sake. And then eventually they go back to uh, the hooved demon man realm. <sighs> it was all a dream. No, they go back to read and, they, Word Up and magazine. They, they are like, hey, go get me the Necronomicon. And then she brings it to him and she he just... He's like, read the last line. And then she reads the last line and then the fucking demon gets... Enveloped by fire and dies. even if you don't bind all the demon like magic spell stuff, they um, didn't consider, use the daggers con- at all. Considering the circuit, yeah, they do. Even if you don't buy into the whole demon realm, supernatural, superstition stuff, uh, considering the circumstances of their situation, you'd think your first thought would be like, "Oh, there's that weird old ancient book with all the strange runes and writings in it. We should probably hold on to this because there's probably a spell to cast out the demons," and that's what they end up doing, right? They finish reading the spell, and then uh, is that what happens, right? Yeah, and then the demon fucking evaporates into fire. The, the end. Well, but not the end because this is like the fucking Return of the King, and it has seven <laughs> different seven endings that just keep fucking happening. You're like, it's over, and you're like, no, it's not over. We made more of this shit. Keep watching. <sighs> um. So yeah, they go back to the gas station, which even if you you did think the fight 
with the devil was over, I probably just wouldn't frequent that gas station again. Yeah, I probably just wouldn't. Like, watch hey, we killed either. your, uh, we killed the, like, we killed your dad, gypsy lady. Yeah, yeah, your dad's dead. So, uh, but she, guess what? She's a demon too. Surprise, surprise. And then they use the Necronomicon to shoot an animated laser out that blows her up. Good stuff. How did he turn back from a they fucking right alienation? How do you turn back to normal? Demons can morph between realms. They're shapeshifters. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Read up on reptilians. But I digress. <sighs> you digress? You're just telling me I'm wrong. That's all you just did. Um, alternative titles. Okay. You got any? Um, fuck you for making me watch this, Bobby. Here's mine. <laughs> hey. Look at these demons. Scary, right? You find you find demons scary? Look, check them out. Check them out again. Here it comes. It's a spooky demon. That's one alternative title. I'm glad we didn't pay money to watch this movie. Um, demon Creamer. <laughs> uh, I kind of like that one better. I figured you would. <laughs> um, I, I just like the idea of seeing this on, on the cover of a VHS box. I don't care if there are demons outside. Let's fuck. That's that that is the best title for this movie. It really is. And then lastly, white people be crazy. <laughs> it was all Caucasians in this cuz Caucasians are the race that's stupid enough to go out and do that. Can we not talk about this movie anymore? Are we done? Let me end on this. Mm -hmm. I do love Demonland. Yes, you do. But the way I would describe it is it's like Making out with a kind of hot chick that you just met at like a bar and you know from the get go that something's a little off about her, but you give her the benefit of the doubt because you're a little drunk. And then when you finally get her, well, when she finally volunteers to come home with you, mm -hmm. and then you really start to realize that um, she's dumb and and kind of annoying. But at this point, it's too late. You know what, Bobby? That's happened to me a lot, and it's a far more pleasurable experience than Demon Wind. Fair. It's a bad analogy. Love Demon Wind. Eh, fuck that movie. Okay. Let's wrap it up. Uh, that was Demon Wind. Uh, that's what it was. We have, again, double feature coming up hopefully next week. Mm -hmm. Big deep dive. Big, big double feature. Phenomenon. But before that... We'll probably do one other episode because this this double feature is taking a lot of research on your part. I've already been researching it for weeks. Good, I'm good. ready for this one. We're gonna we're gonna do something special. It'll be a special episode. It might be next one. It might be later on. We're gonna do something very special for this double feature episode. It's gonna be special. You're gonna like it. We're gonna summed up in one word: preparation. <laughs> oh, we never do that. Be sure and follow uh, <laughs> me and the podcast. Uh, you can you can follow me on Instagram. At Pinball Bobby. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Not For Everyone Podcast. And you can follow me on Instagram at Von Art 13. Von Rodriguez 13. Maybe soon, but for now it's still Von Art 13. Um, thanks for loyal listeners. J Plus, thanks for all the plugging you've done lately on the thanks. social media. Thanks, Austin. Um, thanks, Gabe. I thank you, Gabe. Shout out to Laura. Haven't haven't uh we haven't shouted out to Laura in a while. <laughs> it's true. Hi Laura. So uh so yeah, yeah, Bobby. I think uh I think we're into a big thing here. I think we're into a big thing. Good things are on the horizon. So uh so so when I went to that show last night, there's a bunch of these skate punks there, right? 
So I'm going to be playing. I'm going to promote something. I'm going to promote something. Have you ever heard of Jax, the skater crew? No. No, me neither. So apparently it's this big skater crew from the West Coast. And I, we're playing a show for them. It's like a, like a, like a reunion thing for them. And then Spice went outside of Austin like on the 4th of July. And so I was just like thinking about the show. And it's like, you know, 